Hello everyone, welcome back. This is Spilling the Green Tea, and here we have today me, Fionn, Claire, and Michelle. We're really happy to start off our next episode, and this time we have an advice session. And we asked you guys on Google Forms, anonymously, and also Instagram, what do you need advice for? And also Q&A questions just in general about us. Yeah, we're really excited. You know, we're not experts in all these fields, but we would love to just you know, get personal with our listeners and really give our piece of advice, however that might be. So yeah, let's kick it off. So one listener asked us advice for how to deal with fake friends. And my take on this is that coming into college, there's so many people you meet and you make small talk and you don't really know who actually cares about you during the day, like genuinely. And so those friends that do reciprocate like feelings and also they truly do care about you and listen to like your problems and can usually truly prioritize but for fake friends i think they're friends that my opinion is that to like have some sort of barrier so you don't need a like a boundary yeah a boundary Mm -hmm. yeah like i think fake friends is definitely like if you know that they're in your like life mm-hmm. like you could identify them then like that's a red flag of, how would how do you think people should go about identifying fake friends yeah like if you don't know like who they are i think definitely those who like let's say like you're in a group of like three or five like multiple people and if they talk about one of those girls like or guys behind their backs to mm-hmm. you within the group i think that's like kind of a red flag because it's like talking behind your friend's back and also like if you if you don't have the courage to um it's easy to identify like what you value versus like what another person values and when that kind of value doesn't line up there's it's really hard to be friends with someone who doesn't share mm. the same like life values confront them mm-hmm. and you're just kind of talking behind their back i think that's just like a really toxic dynamic and i think as a friend you can be like oh like have you talked to them about it before and if they don't seem to be like willing to talk about it, maybe that's like an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, definitely like patterns. Like I would, I would not just like first time you guys do it. Like I would be like, oh, you're, you're fake. It definitely mm-hmm. yeah patterns patterns like patterns. Like looking into it. Right. If it's too consistent <clears throat> yeah. with that, I also think that um, in the beginning or like just when you're starting to like hang out with people or you actually have been friends for a while, I guess if they just prioritize like things that you don't like say you really want to do well in school but they don't and they don't care and that's mm. ju- that kind of mindset will like kind of like kind of run into to what yours. you think yeah yeah I think going along off of that like even though you may be different with it from your friends if they don't respect like what you value mm-hmm. and they judge you for that mm-hmm. I think that's one sign that you should look up and I guess like going off of that it's kind of important to know like how to deal with them how to like kind of distance yourself from those fake friends you know like dealing with people that matter most to you and those who don't matter as much and I I guess this can also relate to like fake and real friends those who you don't want them to take all your time like we all have 24 hours in a day like it like Michelle like you I think you mentioned earlier it's just like tiring it could just like wing you off Mm -hmm. and like definitely surround yourself with people that matter most to you hang out with them like talk to them like get coffee with them, like do everything that you probably like you like with them. And just like those are, who don't really matter to you, it's just slowly like that distance, Claire, that you were talking about. Right. All right. Our next question is 
friendship breakups. And I, like, this is kind of like along the lines of like dealing with fake friends, but you know, sometimes friends, you just like distance away. And even though they're not fake, they could be like yeah. actually great friends that just happens. And personally for me, I think I've had really close friends back in like middle school and it's just like distance and like going to a different high school and just like moving on that, that just kind of broke, like you lose communication. And even though like we have social media, I think sometimes like that, that's not the solution for everything. Like, even though you have this resource, like you're not necessarily like on the same path of life anymore. Yeah. I, that kind of goes along with like what I've gone through. It's just like, I've had like really close friends growing up, like during middle school and high school. And then like after that, it's not even like anything happened. It's just, you just kind of grow apart mm -hmm. and like you don't talk as much anymore, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's It just means that you guys are like really headed in different directions. Maybe like you can still reconnect again, but for now it's just that. Yeah. And also like something that I like to remind myself is like people that are put in your life, like I believe that they have a reason to be there, mm -hmm. whether that's like years or months or even like a few days that you met somebody and you consider them a friend like they've gone to your life to teach you something whether that's like about yourself and self-growth or just like recognizing like the people that you fit in with and people that you don't fit in with however that might be like i want like our listener who asked us like friendship breakups like yes that sucks but at the same time like that happened for a reason that person taught you something and like if you just want to thank them for giving uh, something to grow with and I think this like kind of like aligns with Ariana Grande's song um, when she was just talking about all her different relationships and breakups and how that really helped her grow as a person I mean I think there's different kinds of friendship breakups right now we're just talking about two people who just kind of grow apart but I mm. know I don't really fight with any of my friends but I do know like some people who have and oh yeah people like fight and then they just break apart like that's a bit more hard to deal with yeah I think also like instead of like probably like dwelling on like oh like this friendship was so great what happened now I think you should also think about it how before this friend entered your life you were still living your own life mm. but with that friend in your life you just made new memories and you grew learned more about each other yeah like also like this is definitely we talked about like how if you drifted apart but like let's kind of dial back to if you actually had a fight yeah i think that's really rough and i don't personally have like i'm not like a person that fights that much <laughs> um like I, I that like it terrifies me to confront like that mm -hmm. but i think people who do communicate that way like more confront and direct i think like after that fire or like that argument, like take time to really like, be like without that person and think about like what just happened. Yeah, I think honestly, a friendship breakup is really just like a normal relationship breakup. And just think about like, if the person really means a lot to you and you still wanna work things out, do take that time to like be apart. But then if you guys want to, you should communicate because that's the most important thing in trying to fix things out. Yeah, and also if you are willing to fix things up but the other friend isn't, I think you should just think like you tried everything you could mm -hmm. and in the end it's not if it's not gonna work out then I think you should just accept it and continue to like really spend your time with people you do love and people who care about you. And I also I know this like situation where like 
you and your friend want to like let's say like get back together or like it could be like even a relationship but like you're like oh i wish i want the other person to apologize first. first and my take on it is like how much does this person mean to you the time that you guys that you think about like let me wait for the person and the person's like let me wait for that other person that's time wasted like yeah. not being able to recon- reconcile and e- that could even like damage that relationship even more because you're like oh like why is that person taking so long do they not right. care anymore like for me like i know it's like so hard for me to confront but if i really do care about this person and i really treasure our friendship i would just take that leap of faith knowing that that per- hopefully that person like will reciprocate, but going into the conversation, knowing that even if they don't, like I'll be okay. Like being okay with yourself and loving yourself first, I think is the mm-hmm. most important step. All right, so our next question is, can girls and guys just be friends? I feel like this is a big topic that mm-hmm. everyone thinks about and goes through that even I have. Um, in my opinion, I think girls and guys in general can be just friends Mm -hmm. um but when you do start dating someone or have like a significant other it's more it's kind of a little bit more affected in a different way and i think um if you guys have been friends for a while like just growing up like i feel like that's such a normal friendship to have Mm -hmm. but i have realized that like when people do get into relationships the boundary of like can I be friends with a boy? Can I be friends with this girl? It's kind of muffled. And I just think you can be to a certain extent. It's important to like set boundaries with your significant other or whoever is important to you because like some people are comfortable with more things and some people aren't. So it's important to like know where that line is. And if that person does mean a lot to you, then you would do that. And personally, in my experience, I do have like guy friends. Um, and if I ever do like get a boyfriend, then in my in my experience, I've always I don't do it on purpose where I just mm-hmm. like kind of not talk to them. It just happens because like they also understand too if like they're they have a girlfriend and stuff. But I just think you guys can be friends, but if they're your main source of emotional support, stability, if you're going to them yeah. for everything instead of like your significant other, then that's kind of not right (laughs) (laughs) i want to like add on to that like when you're like let's say like you know you and your significant other have a fight Mm -hmm. like are you going to like rant to your um opposite gender or like friends and like are you going to just like rant it all out and ask for emotional support there because what does that solve you know like this is one way conversation your your partner doesn't like it doesn't know how you're feeling and will not understand how you're feeling until you actually talk yeah. to um to each other so i think that's when the problem starts like mm-hmm. when you like split the conversation and don't look to right, come back it's more together. important to talk to your significant other and it also comes to like the topic is like what if you start like spending more time with like mm. that guy or girlfriend when you are dating someone I think that's kind of like also ties into like what if it's like an LDR like a long distant relationship mm-hmm. that even that's even more complicated yeah <laughs> yeah Michelle like do you have any thoughts I think essentially when you're dating like whoever you're dating that person would become your best friend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I feel like guys and girls like I do agree with you Claire like they can be friends to an extent yeah. it's just yeah you really have to figure out like where to make that 
boundary yeah and also like for i'm like i'm in i'm in a relationship right now i tell like most of our friends like my opposite gender friends like we're all mutual friends or like my Mm -hmm. boyfriend knows a bit about them or at least generally like who they are and if i do make new friends i kind of like just when i like gonna talk back on my talk back on my day like oh i met someone new and i'm really open in terms of that case but i think it's definitely you and your partner need to have that trust oh it's also just like a question that came to my head is like you mentioned if when you do meet a new person so like Mm -hmm. say you're in a relationship but you also want to make friends and what if that friend is opposite gender how would people go about that if you're dating someone (laughs) yeah like definitely like i mentioned before like trust is so important like if one of you like feel insecure like say that us like say that out or you you will never get to like understand the other person unless you kind of express like oh i'm like i'm a bit like uncomfortable about this but i think if you want to make friends like yes like go for it Mm -hmm. at this it's just like when you're in that friendship and you feel even if you or the uh, your friend like are crossing some kind of boundary or like getting a little bit too emotionally entwined then super like oh let's step back and let's dial back it's important to set that boundary like beforehand too. Also, just mm-hmm. letting other people know if something does happen, like, oh, I have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, just like, just letting you know, I'm not looking for yeah. anything. <laughs> and I feel like it's also important to communicate with your significant other about like your opposite gender friends so that there's no miscommunication and like you don't fight about something like that. Yeah, I think it's important to if your significant other does have like opposite gender friends it's important to meet them mm. i think yeah i think then you, you get a feel of like oh i have nothing really to be worried about and i i can be friends with them too yeah i think like in the best case scenario like you can meet them and we, you can all be friends mm-hmm. but like in the case that like that might not happen i think generally like you trust your partner but also like I think it's okay to ask questions like it's okay to be like oh like who is this person on your like snapchat list or like yeah, it's yeah. like okay to ask it's i think it's like kind of like if you don't ask but you feel insecure like where is that gonna go holding mm-hmm. it in doesn't help yeah it does not it really help. doesn't help but yeah like trusting your partner trusting yourself making sure that you're alert when things go a different way or like just like the conversation turns like not what you expected mm-hmm. but definitely lay those um, feelings out and lay those boundaries out like right out front. So another advice that we want to touch base upon is how to get along with roommates. And I think roommates, they can be your friends or like roommates don't necessarily need to be your friend. If you're living with someone that you don't, you're not really close to, I think one thing that's important is to communicate because mm-hmm. you guys are both like paying rent together and your space it's your space too Mm -hmm. so if there's a problem or you don't feel uncomfortable with something that the uh, other roommate does i think you should definitely get get your point across or else you're just gonna build it inside of you and like they won't know what's bothering you about them and like their actions so i feel like definitely like if there's a problem like definitely tell them or let them know yeah i think Basically, roommates are just another kind of relationship. Definitely. And communication is the base. Um, in my experience and, like, what I've heard from friends, it's like, when people are too, like, afraid to tell them, their roommate, that, like, oh, I wish you would clean up after yourself. I wish you would, like, 
-hmm. close the lights at least like at night i wish you'd lock the door like those kind of things um if it if you if you have an understanding roommate and if your roommate does like want to work things out then like i'm pretty sure like everyone would because mm -hmm. they live here too yeah and it's like why would you want to have like dirty dishes piling up mm -hmm. and that stuff so again making sure you talk to your roommate about any kind of problem you have is really important because if you just let that build up, then it's not going to work out. Yeah. And also, so like, uh, let's say like you have new roommates um, and how to get along with them is what I did with mine is right up front. We talked about what expectations we have for the apartment and also because like it's COVID, like how many visitors do we allow and how do we navigate that? Because and also like how how long like should we tell people like beforehand um who's coming and what's not so like just setting those standards in the beginning mm -hmm. is super mm -hmm. important and like whether that's written out or like just talked upon like you can always refer back like you know in the beginning we talked about this and yeah. we all agreed on this so that you have like a touch base because if whether it's friends that you've lived with even like best friends like you don't know how oh, they yeah. lived before and I've heard like horror a stories. Of <laughs> like you don't want to tarnish that like friendship because like, of course we want to live with friends, but if you don't understand each other and your living styles, that can be like definitely yeah. something that hurts it. I think going into the roommate process is important too because you have to figure out what that person's style is like, like mm -hmm. style of living and mm -hmm. their habits. And if you don't touch base upon that like the first time, then it gets a little bit tricky. Like when you actually are living together. And also, like, I think something that with roommates that's really, like, one of the problems I think that are more common is, like, dishes. So I was wondering, yeah. like, how do you guys in your living situations, like, deal with the dishes problem, if there is a problem? So for us, in the beginning, we set a lot of standards and, mm -hmm. like, common rules, like you, Yoon. Um, One thing we talked about for dishes is after you eat, you do your own dishes. And preferably, well, for me, after I eat, I like do my dishes right away mm -hmm. but I realized throughout college like some people don't do their dishes right away and like they just like pile it and then later clean it up mm -hmm. so we said if that's you then by the end of the day please wash all mm -hmm. your dishes so it doesn't pile up because we have to share like dishes too if we do share and mm -hmm. like pans and pots mm -hmm. yeah like like we don't use a dishwasher yeah, so we don't. I mean I feel like that could have that could be a lot more helpful but I I'm like you Michelle like some usually like by like a little bit maybe an hour or so like I would do it when I have time but I think like earlier um something that actually like happens with my apartment is one of my roommates was she's very like right after so I think sometimes like I would leave like like a bowl or like something in the sink and she would clean it up for me but I it's interesting because I didn't expect her to but I think for her, it's, she feels like, oh, like I'm um, doing this um, to keep the clean, uh, the sink clean for everyone. So like that's right on her end. Mm -hmm. So it's like that kind of miscommunication. And she ended up like asking me like, oh, like, can you like do everything? Or like um, when you're done, like just like clean up whatever's in the sink. And when I personally thought like, oh, we should do our own. I think that's like kind of that confrontation that we needed to have. And just to clear that up so that one person doesn't feel like I'm doing a lot and the other person feels like this is not what I would be doing just right. to be on the same page. So it's really important, even if it's just like dishes. Yeah, I think everyone in my apartment, like we just do our own dishes. Like we have our own like set of stuff. So mm -hmm. 
you're responsible for yours i'm responsible for mine and if, if like we're cooking and stuff mm -hmm. um if i'm cooking for like both of us then like i would be like cooking but then my roommate knows like she actually like washes the dishes like while i'm yeah. cooking so it's kind of like just that equal like mm -hmm. fair trade yeah that makes sense right and just moving on so our next question is about how to manage a social life with school. How does everyone have time to hang out with friends? Um, in my opinion, I'm really busy, so I don't have a lot of time to hang out with anyone. I work a lot and I'm taking classes. And I think the expectation that you have to be hanging out with friends all the time in college, that's just not realistic because mm -hmm. everyone has their own lives. And I know so many other people who are really stressed and have exams or they work and they just don't have that time either i think what is important is like if you do want to continue like that friendship and stuff just even text messaging or video calling to study or anything just any of those like small things will help with like building that friendship bond and also even if you are really busy it's important to like maybe just have a calendar share it with other <laughs> people and then figure out at least maybe once one time a week where you do hang out with someone in person. You don't need to hang out with everyone in one week. Like I know a lot of people know a lot of people, but it's not a necessity. It's not like a priority because your school work, your school life, I think should come first. Yeah. Like pre-med queen Claire here is super busy all the time. And I'm sure like a lot of people out and like students at University of Michigan are so busy. And I think for me, it's like, for me, it's like if you are like someone who lives by Google Calendar and like mm -hmm. I live by Google Calendar, <laughs> yeah. like it's if I don't have it, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I, I schedule like blocks of time with people and also like even for yourself, like blocks of time, like breathe yeah. or yeah. go for a walk, go for a run. If you don't have that in your calendar, you feel like you don't have to do it. You just forget so, you know, whether that's time for yourself or for your friends, just know that, like, yes, like, school is so important, but in the scope of things, like, mm -hmm. when you leave college, like, what do you want to remember, you know? Exactly. Do you want to remember the nights you were just, like, in your room crying over a test? No. <laughs> um, let's think about, like, also, that's, like, the friendships that you yeah, have. That's why it's important to balance it out and mm -hmm. try to, like, fit a little bit of time every week. To yeah, it's just, like, little pockets yeah. of time. Yeah. Just like little highlights of the week, whether that's going downtown in Ann Arbor and trying a new coffee I mean, shop. Yeah, just getting food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything. So those like little things, I think, is something that are really important, even though if they don't seem that important right now. Yeah, like Claire mentioned, like even just um, scheduling a study day, mm -hmm. like you're getting work done, but also you have the ability to like talk to your friends during yeah. that time too, or like eat. Yeah, you don't have to expect that like every time you hang out with a person has to be going out like you can just literally chill at home yeah <laughs> it doesn't ha it doesn't have to be a super planned trip yeah, yeah. like spontaneous just eating meals together watching a tv or a movie like that's also doing homework together <laughs> just enjoying each other's presence exactly so our next question is how to make my girlfriend happy along with how to deal with boyfriends so i want to like touch base on the first one is how to make my girlfriend happy and i think First is like, do you understand the way that she loves? Um, so do you there's... understand her in general? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, five love language. Like, let's just kick it off. Um, there's words of affirmation, 
acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time and physical touch. And personally for me, like I told my partner already, like I like quality time and acts of service. How about you guys? Yeah, mine was definitely quality time and acts of service and physical touch. Yeah, my top two were, again, just like <laughs> quality time and acts of service. Um, for the five love languages, it's important to understand what your type is so you can express that to your partner about this is what I need in mm-hmm. order to feel loved. But also it's not just that. It's about you need to learn what their act of service is too or right. what, what their love language is because you have to learn like this is how my partner wants to be loved and this is what I need to because their love language might be different from yours. And if they are different, then that's how you should express your love for them. Yeah, like, like just for an example, like let's say like, your partner like you bought like this awesome like gift like super expensive Mm -hmm. amazing gift gave it to the person but that's like their lowest love language and they'd be like uh okay thanks (laughs) (laughs) like they wouldn't appreciate it and then you'd be like oh like she doesn't appreciate like my gifts and like all my efforts um but maybe that's your love language but for Mm -hmm. her it might be like quality time so she'd rather just have you like spend an hour every day you know talking to her like making food and Mm -hmm. like that's like what she appreciates and like letting you guys know quality time isn't just like being with someone because you can be with someone in the same room but not have quality time like Mm -hmm. if you're like sitting together doing your own work i don't count as quality time it's about trying to like make that connection and trying to connect to each other that also like like reminds me of something like sometimes i like this is my preference so that like i'm not trying to offend anybody here but like in the restaurant, sometimes I see like both couples are on their phones yeah. and that just hurts That's my true. heart mm-hmm. because yeah. you spent time together, spent like out of your busy schedules to have dinner. And like, if you're not even talking to each other, I think that's not quality time in my book. Yeah, It could be in your book, but not mm-hmm. in my book. It, de- it, de- it depends on what your partner wants and how, what you mm-hmm. want, just talk to them. Yeah, and like another thing is how to deal, like how to make my girlfriend happy, definitely like thinking about what she likes and also being patient. I think patience is like super mm-hmm. important because when you're trying to figure out what you guys like prefer and things, like if you don't know it off the bat, you might be discouraged or like this might not work mm-hmm. out. But yeah, if it doesn't mm-hmm. click, then. But also, yes, if it, yeah, doesn't, if it doesn't click, click then know that it's okay to be apart and like kind of cut it off <laughs> yeah like you know not every um like close like relationship has to yeah. turn to a relationship mm-hmm. but it definitely like what claire said if it doesn't work like don't stress don't it. Force it don't force it yeah. exactly so now touching on the base of how to deal with boyfriends and because this question is a bit you know open-ended i'll just think about like what if they piss you off and that's like something that what if they're annoying what if they're annoying yeah, just for that day I don't know. <laughs> for that day or for that week <laughs> for the year oh no <laughs> but yeah how to deal with boys and boyfriends if they piss you off um i'm definitely the type of person that first like if they make me angry i don't say it right away i Same. leave the situation and Which i think is oh wait what do you mean like i i i'm like i don't want to fight and um. i can't fight that like aggressive i'm not aggressive like that so i usually feel like like, can we like, you know, come back, give mm-hmm. me like 10 minutes or like, give me a few a bit of time. Like, let me process what just happened and I'll come mm-hmm. back and talk to you then. And also like your partner is also like really angry and just say things like they don't mean. Yeah. So I'm just like, 
Like, stop. True. You know, I don't want to hear what you're gonna about to say because you're literally gonna say things you don't mean mm -hmm. and we're gonna regret later. Let me just come back after. That's my style. On the flip side, I really don't like it when like people are when we're fighting and then one person just goes off and mm. then just takes like a week to come back and talk to you because like i feel like just or just being like really childish and giving that like silent treatment is, mm. isn't good like even though we agreed like we would take time off you're just ignoring your partner i don't think that helps anything at all yeah that's interesting like like i guess me and claire have like a little bit like de different approaches like like definitely not a week like don't don't ghost your partner for a week <laughs> um but if it's just like in the moment and you feel like oh this is getting a bit far um like 10 minutes five minutes but being in the same vicinity just so that you can come back and talk about it i think is appropriate but definitely don't like i know like it's really scary and fearful but definitely like think also think of like not only about yourself but about the other person like how it, yeah might they potentially feel if you just to storm off this kind of relates to like love languages but not directly love languages it's kind of understanding how do i argue how do i mm. deal with the conflict and how did they deal with conflict and if you guys can talk about that in the beginning then i think it helps a lot i think another thing is like when like my boyfriend or someone like pisses me off just like thinking where they're coming from yeah. often like in the argument like you're thinking like this is what i think is right and this yeah. is like what i think and i think that's totally valid um, but if you do have the time, you know, think about like where they're coming from. I think this comes with like reflection, like mm -hmm. after the argument. Honestly, like it's, it doesn't it, happen right away. It does not happen <laughs> right, and like you can't, yeah. you literally can't. You're just so fumed and pissed. Um, so definitely after, and think about like, you know, where are they coming from? This is how they communicate. Like Claire said, if you don't think about that, honestly, like you can have bad blood for like a long time yeah. and just pent up bad energy. Right. And then that kind of reflects later on in your relationship. So like, say you guys do like come back together after the bad fight but deep down one of you is still very upset at the other person because of that fight and they don't tell you and the next time you fight they're like can you remember yeah. that time? <laughs> you, bring up you remember that time you bring up the history bring up the scripts you're like oh you remember that time but you, we don't want to get there you just want to like end it sweet and short like right there and make sure that next time you, you guys get into a fight it won't happen again i know we talked about like when they piss you off but what about when boyfriends like make you sad i think for me previously i got really hurt and sad when um like my partner wasn't transparent with me and they were just being very sus because <laughs> always like i'm an overthinker so i'm like Same. what like i like jumped to so many different conclusions and i never got like the direct honest answer mm -hmm. and that just led to like me feeling sad about like our relationship and just like confusion a lot oh yeah i hate, I hate that feeling of like overthinking mm -hmm. like your, your mind is literally everywhere yeah. and you just like can't even grasp reality you're just spiraling down like yeah. alice in wonderland and then the trust like starts to like, it just okay. goes away yeah and i'm like okay <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna be honest like if you are going through something like that where your significant other is doing something that you, they know upsets you and you've talked to them about it and you've said look I'm really insecure about this I'm overthinking about this a lot can you like please like talk it out with me mm -hmm. to reassure me and if they get mad at you or they don't mm -hmm. even want to talk to you about it I'm just gonna say then you should just leave yeah because that that's really a bad kind of relationship and no one should go through that and also like just 
like I feel like as women, um, I, I say this generally, so if it doesn't apply to you, like that's okay. But we, I feel like I tend to make sometimes make excuses for your, your partner mm -hmm. and like, yeah, like just, that doesn't do anything. Like that really is so toxic, mm -hmm. but you don't notice it until mm -hmm. maybe a friend brings it up or in hindsight. Or even after. Even after yeah. you're like, huh. I really just made excuses for the other person just to make myself either feel more comfortable or mm -hmm. like excuse the person because right. like I think they're better than that. Or and like, trying to yeah. like force yourself to be comfortable with something that they're doing. Like Michelle, like you said, in the past, like someone was sauce. Like if you have to force yourself to be comfortable mm -hmm. feeling uncomfortable all the time, then that's, that's that just not, drains yeah. you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. 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 So the how to make girlfriends happy, how to deal with boyfriends. You got communication, you got different styles of communication. Also, like, be aware if it works out, awesome. If it doesn't work out, it's fine. That's also Honestly, fine. Yeah. You know, you, there's so much more fish in the sea and you're, you're going to be fine. Yeah. But thanks for asking that. So the final question that we'll be touching um, upon today is how to express my feelings so it doesn't lead to miscommunication. And this could be, you know, a romantic relationship. It could be a friendship. But personally, for me, like, I know I tend to I tend to believe that other people don't understand what I'm feeling, which is yeah. false. <laughs> it's just me being toxic to myself. Um, but definitely, like, first, I will not usually tell right away. I'm not that comfortable yet. But I know that my goal by the end of the night, whether that's like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m., like, I will say it, whatever, how I mm -hmm. say it. Mm -hmm. But I have the intention to actually express what I'm feeling so you know it really depends also like the person you're talking to like if they're listening or they're not listening like you can tell because if you're talking and they're trying to tell you like oh this is like how you should handle it and this and that like they're not really listening they're thinking while you're talking and mm -hmm. I don't think that's truly listening but expressing your feelings like going in I know you're in such a vulnerable state so like I hope that like your whoever's listening to you, make sure that person is ready to receive you in their arms, whether that's a friend or a partner. Like make sure that they're ready to listen because if you were interrupted and you're like really vulnerable, I think that really hurts the trust. Mm -hmm. So definitely like your feelings are valid. Like remember that your feelings are valid. You're not stupid for being upset and whatever you're saying, like it should be heard. How do you think um, the person who's listening on the other hand like should go about actively like listening and trying to make sure that the person who is saying something can be heard i think if possible it's beneficial to like me in person with whoever you're talking to or like through facetime because i feel like if you don't see their face mm. like through text you can mean like you can text one way and it like mm -hmm. you could portray yeah. like a different feeling or like a vibe just like seeing them face to face and communicating your feelings how you felt i think you should be willing to understand how like their point of view too but if they're not willing to understand then maybe they're not the person to go to next time and if it's a situation where you can't escape it i think you should talk to them when you're more emotionally stable yeah and like clear things out then Well, that's the end of our episode. It was really awesome to get all these questions from our listeners and we really 
did really enjoy to get to know you better. And definitely on the topic of relationships, there's so much to talk about. And hopefully, like you can take an advice or two, you know, going forward with your relationships. Well, that's you know the end of this episode. We can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. So yeah, this is it for today. Bye.